This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Good evening and welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It's Wednesday the 6th of December and we are doing the first proper preview show that we've done in absolutely ages um, and probably the last one we'll do for absolutely ages as well so Bez first of all joined by you how are you doing I'm all right mate plodding on we're ready towards Christmas uh, I think I think so I think so you've seen any films recently people have been asking for film review do you know I haven't had a chance since I got back, but I went to see one before I went that I uh, was after the last podcast I did. So it was Thanksgiving, which funnily okay. enough was a film about Thanksgiving in America. But Funnily. it was a horror franchise. So I think they'll make it into a series like Halloween, etc. I thought it was good. Bit sort of, if you go in to watch it, bit like Scream, where something happens up front and then you're guessing who the murderers throughout. Fair enough. Yeah, decent. Plenty of slashing in there and plenty of killing. Tom would love it. Are you going to see Wonka at the weekend? I'd probably watch 11 Wankers on Saturday. <laughs> oh. I was wondering which way that joke was going then, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and as you've just heard, we're joined by the infamous Tom Amos after the house party on Sunday that let us down. How are you, how are you feeling? I'm all right. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't my uh, wasn't my decision. But just uh, just to clarify, this wasn't me getting getting leathered and deciding that you know I'm gonna have every Tom, Dick, and Harry over this. This was the wife; she decided that. Um, but it wouldn't have been a very good podcast if you could just hear them clowns in the background. Um, but yeah, oh, I'm uh, I'm all good now. I, I've somewhat stupidly went last night and froze me tits off. Uh, got stuck in another road closure. Do you know what, Tom? I've been bolting for work today. 
and where I go was right by the stadium, round the corner. And coming home, there was two car fires on the motorway this afternoon. Coming out, well, one lorry fire, one car fire. Oh, maybe. Must be somewhat in the air there. Well, that's its fire, mate. I don't think it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's, it's literally happened two, 200 yards onto the slip road, just as I pulled on the motorway. And we sat there, I think, for about 40 minutes in the end. Which was a bit of a pain in the fucking ass, but you know. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds grim. Especially after watching that. Yeah, well, we'll we'll touch on that in a minute. Yep. Um, let's let's touch on more important things. Let's hope no one was hurt in the fire of that car. Oh no, they weren't. They were all out. That's all right, man. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all out. I, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do hope. <laughs> Yeah, and just before you get into the full podcast, Johnny, get going. Mrs. B's birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday, Mum. Oh, Have a good day. Happy birthday, Mrs. B. Happy birthday. I'll buy you a drink next time I see you. Yeah. On the 16th? On the 16th, because what is happening on the 16th? Oh, really can get fucked. Sick. That's one of the things that's happening on the 16th. Oh, but yeah, the, the other the, the other thing is there's going to be a bit of a ale and the veil do in Johnny's after. Yeah. So, come there you go. Us. Come and see us buy us a pint. Yeah, yeah we... see us buy us a pint, we deserve it. Because normally, by the, by the time after the game, if you buy me one pint, I'll buy you about six pints and a nine, about nine shots. So, it's a good investment. So that's what it's <laughs> yeah, good investment. I'm going to start remembering this. <laughs> but you're fine. Yeah, I'm not funny. But you went to Stevenage, Tom. Come on. I'm going to give you five minutes. So, oh. so need it. I won't need five minutes, mate. Um, worst, one of the worst games of football I've seen for a long time. Including um, in Cheltenham? It was... Yeah. Do you know what? There was a period of time with the Cheltenham game where I thought they were playing all right. Fair enough. Um, I wouldn't have necessarily said that they were playing badly. Whether that's because in my head I was thinking these are shit. These are playing above where where I'd imagine they are. Um, but with Stevenage, I was expecting more from them. Um, and well, I was expecting more from both because we're both supposed to be professional football teams. Um, and it was just dreadful. Everything was just shit. Um, and the re- I mean, there really wasn't a great deal to shout about from a Vale fan's perspective. And I'll be honest, I think the only thing to shout about from uh, the Stevenage perspective was obviously the goal. Um, it was to be fair to the lad, an absolutely cracking ball uh, through. Bruno Fernandes, he just missed the penalty. Sorry, as I was saying that. Um, Keeper saved him. Mm. Um, yeah, it, the, the, the ball through for their goal was an absolute beauty. Um, and the finish was decent from Jamie Reid. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I said to, um, to a couple of the lads who I go with, we were on about... Um, how they've been poor 
against us both times. And I wonder if against the teams higher up in the table, they sit back a little bit more and then counter-attack. Um, because the counter-attack was absolutely exquisite. Um, and it really, I mean, they put us to the sword straight away. Um, but then, yeah, the penalty is not a penalty in a month of Sundays. Um, he's won the ball. It's a corner. And I don't think I saw many Vale fans appealing for it behind the goal. And it was five, ten maximum yards in front of us. Um, so we all had a really good view of that, but it was never a penalty. Uh, fair play to Fonzo for stepping up. Um, I think Ryan Loff wanted it, and I think Ben Garrity wanted it as well. But then uh, Fonzo, as soon as the ref blew his whistle, just went and stood on the, stop, on the spot, as if to say, if you don't give me the ball, I'm moving anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm, pu- I'm pulling rank here, I'm taking this penalty. Um, so, yeah. You know, um, it was just a really, really dour and shit game. And the, the quicker I can forget it, the better. Fair enough. That that sums that one up. You're going to have to relive it again on Tuesday. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can't tell, I'm absolutely thrilled to bits. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, the the draw for the third round makes, makes it somewhat a more important game for me um, because I think there's a real chance of progression obviously into the fourth, maybe fifth round if if we beat Stevenage um, and apart from, you know it being about 300 yards from France I think we should be uh, we should. there's no reason we can't go there and win Oh, we can pop over to France on a booze cruise then after Saturday, can't we? All I've got in my head is Max and Paddy when they come back with all that wine. <laughs> exactly, that's one thing. <laughs> get, get, get your van down there. We'll, we'll go to the game. Uh, dresses, we'll... dresses, nuns. Yeah, we'll pop off. Pile <laughs> the back of it. When, when they come back, go, je suis Francais. But yeah, so... You know we've got we have got to we have got to pick ourselves up and and kind of go again next Tuesday and that. But I would I mean, for them, they probably see it exactly the same as us. They need the money just as much as us. I imagine. Yeah, it was the worst fucking result possible, wasn't it? I, mean, I it think I'd have rather. I think I would rather us go out. I'd never rather us lose. I don't know. Now three Tuesdays in a row again leading up to Christmas. Means yeah, more. But then, yeah, but then you know, when you go into when you if you get through and you get into the fourth round and you go into Tottenham away on that on that on January the twenty seventh, or would you rather see Stevenage going there and someone saying, "Hey, at least we didn't play three games in December on Tuesdays." Well, again, it's papering over the cracks, isn't it? and it keeps your energy up another week. Well, I think, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it does at the minute because no. the performance wasn't particular. It wasn't like we turned up and, you know, turned it round. We if were we, shite. If we put four past Stevenage, then maybe. But yeah, I think I think a one-one draw against Stevenage isn't isn't papering over anything. As you can tell, I'm very disillusioned with it all at the moment. 
Yeah, talking about disillusion, let's talk about last night. You're, you're only getting two minutes on this one. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. Highlight um, of the night was Luke Vyer saving a penalty. Uh, uh, ben Lomax can cross a ball, and that's that's about it. Uh, Reese Walters again. Yeah, well, that, that, that's a given. That's Reese Walters again proving that he's um, good enough to start. That he's a good enough, a good enough footballer to play in our first team. Uh, again, making me worry. Why the fuck have we not seen? Reese Walters has signed a new contract with Port Vale, or you know we we're all just a bit up in the air, and if we let him go for peanuts, I'll go ballistic. Um, but no, it it was they they obviously started very strong as well as I was. I'll be honest, I thought we started a little bit stronger than I was expecting us to. Um, I probably wasn't expecting Conor Grant to play. Um. I don't know who else I wasn't expecting to play. Well, I, I Cass, was, maybe. I wasn't I was really. Yak start. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. It's we, we possession for possession's sake at the minute, and it's bloody frustrating because we don't actually get anywhere. If and and I think the watching their. Uh, the lad who started up front, not Dion Charles. Charles. Adebayo, I think it might have been. Oh no, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was Magoma who started wide. Some of the positions he was getting into first half, uh, and also the lad uh, in midfield who ran through for the first goal. They were getting the wrong side of our midfield all the time. And you could hear Ian Everett shouting, saying, get the wrong side of them, get the wrong side of them. Because it was so easy once they got the wrong side of them, because our defenders were bollocksed. They, didn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't do anything then. Uh, and we were just getting dragged out of position all the time, and they, they were like hot knife through butter. Um, but then, attacking-wise, I don't know why we'd score them on for some. Well, if we'd have still been playing now, we wouldn't have scored. We, 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 we've got no intent. I still, again, another night where I can't remember someone actually pulling... Oh, I think Tom Conlon pulled the trigger late on in the game when it, and it got blocked. Um, but that was the only time I actually... You know, the ball actually came to someone and they made a decision, like, bang, I'm going to hit this. And it's just... It's really getting me down and it's becoming... When... When you're starting to joke about it in the crowd, it becomes. Um, it, you sit back afterwards and you think, I don't like that we're having to. that we're joking about how shit we are here. Um, but for me, and I, and I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, thank God we're out that trophy. Thank God we're out that trophy. Um, fair enough. If that's your opinion on the trophy, that is fair enough. For me, it wasn't so much the trophy that we're out of. I'm disappointed with. It's the manner in which we lost it. We we just we didn't look arsed. There was players there who haven't played in the first team for a long time, or you know, there's a bit of a chance here to go and show you can do it, and they didn't. There's players who are playing in the first team who looked like they couldn't be arsed, and it's frustrating because for a footballer, a match day has got to be better than training any day of the week, and. Why are you 
why are you just tossing it off? Because that's all we're doing. And I understand tactically at the minute, without without of a depth, our, our, get, our, our role is to not lose the ball. But in order to not lose the ball, we are happy to go from the edge of their box right back to our goalkeeper rather than either just try and make a decision. All right, I'm going to lose the ball. I'll try and put it in that area where either someone might gamble and get there or I might get a corner, I might get a throw in higher up the pitch in which you can reset and go again. But, but getting all the way back to the goalkeeper is <coughs> ridiculous and stupid and it doesn't help us in the slightest because we then just go back through the same process. Um, Especially when, no, no disrespect, but Luke Vi is the goalkeeper in that situation. Like, he's... He, he, he's nowhere near good enough on the ball when you compare him to Ripley. And I no. know he doesn't make it right, but at least going back to Ripley, you, you look at it and go, do you know, okay, he can he can ping a ball, something something might happen, whereas Luke Byers kicking is dreadful. But he's not that... That's not that's not the main thing for the keeper, is it? Like you don't want your keeper being the outlet every time. Um, my my biggest pet peeve of last night was Bolton weren't that good, and I think that's I don't think they had to get out of second gear. No, but, yeah, I would I would I would say that they they were they were lackluster once they got into the box. I think, um, but they were they were good at getting. Further, they were quick. They were so they were pinging it round off the turf so quick. They knew where each other were. Yeah, but and we were we it genuinely looked like they were playing on Wembley and we were playing on Trubshire Cross. Yeah, and that's no disrespect to whoever does the ground uh, the ground in Trubshire Cross if you're listening. But <laughs> I'm sure you'll be in agreement. It's not quite Wembley. <laughs> not quite. Frustrating thing is Bolton didn't even look like they got out to second gear. No. And that that is that's the big thing, isn't it? And that's I, what we I, just said, Baz. What are you doing? <laughs> it's, I can't can't even finish watching Liverpool. It's the advert. It's, yeah. Well, he's, re- think, he's repeating anything. <laughs> I'm just so disillusioned with it. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't it's that. shite. It's absolute shite. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the thing the thing with last night was that it was never it was never going to be enough to save save his job in terms of t- turning people's opinions around that are already wanting him gone but if you're not going to if you're not going to try against a, te- a team in our league questions will start getting asked now a question was asked to me last night of are these players playing for Andy Crosby or not and I, looked, I I turned around and said, look, four of the players, I can say are, because I think they're good enough. Like, Jakovic, Deborah, they they looked sound. Walters looked like he was doing 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 his bit, and Chizzy was busy. But from there, the two strikers that started up front, you've just been dropped at the weekend for a centre midfielder, and not one of them did anything. Not one of them did anything. You... You, you've got to be asking yourself the question, do they care? Well, and I owe you apology on that, Tom, because I was quite excited when a pace had come back and you were back on the monies. Fucking awful. 
I it's not it's not something I want to kind of sit and say. I, sorry, my cat's in my curry. Hey, that's a new one from the dog in the bin, isn't it? No, um, it's not something I want to sit there and kind of, I don't want to gloat and say I told you so because that kind of attitude isn't going to get us anywhere. Um, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's horrible. It's not what we want to see. Um, I think there was, in the first half, was it Ooch broke away down the left? He waited that long, waited that long that the lad just basically walked behind him and took it off him. Yeah. He then he then ricocheted off a couple of their players, bounced through to Ryan Loft, who quite comfortably, one touch, and he's he's one on one. And instead he's panned it to the goalkeeper and just missed his touch completely. And we're back to looking absolutely shite again. And it was it's just the pair of them wouldn't score them up for Sundays. It reminded me of Sunday football a bit, where the defenders stopped moving up the pitch because when when they when they clear it, they knew it was going to come straight back up. So instead of getting out and start trying trying to like push us up the pitch, we just seem to be like we're just going to stay here because we're going to put it towards Uch and he's either going to bounce off him, he's going to he's going to lose the ball or Loft's not going to win his header or he's, he's going to win a flick on and it's not going to go to anyone. So we're just going to sit deep and that's how that's how it began to feel, feel to me. I don't know, is that how it looked in the ground? Yeah, we, we yeah, why would you make 40, 50 yard runs? Because you're, <laughs> either, you're not going to get the ball. The ball isn't going to stick long enough for you to get round. We looked... So much better when we made the changes and the young lads come on. Yeah, and I couldn't fault any anyone he took off. I think was I think was Oots, Loft, Massey, was he? There might have yeah. been somebody else. Grant. Yeah. No, I mean in the in that substitute. Oh right. Yeah. Oots, yeah, Oots, Massey. It was them. It was them three that went. Them off three, wasn't it? Yeah. I tell you what, all three of them wouldn't be in the squad for me Saturday. Yeah, and I'd put all three of the lads. Well, obviously Ben Garrity will be involved. I'd put Bailey De Pepper in the squad because I tell you what, the difference when he come on with when um, whoever got the ball centre half wise, whoever got the ball centre midfield or left wing back and right back, he's showing and he's just dipping, just dipping that shoulder. Just if you want to knock it in behind, I'll go. When it comes to Uch and Loft, it's, if it doesn't come into this one yard square here, then. I'm, I'm not going to do anything. At one point last night, we had the ball at right wing back and both of them were stood on the left wing. <laughs> and I think Chizzy ended up having to run Christ knows how many yards to then go and show in the striker's position because neither of them were there. And it's so frustrating. Um, the only one thing you picked up on there, Johnny, that I'd have probably disagreed on was was uh, Yakovetti having a good game last night. No, I didn't say, I, I didn't say he had a good what? game. I th- I, he seemed like he gave a shit. He was again. He, he, was, he, was, he was throwing himself in a little bit for me last night. Which yeah, I, he got Dion made, wound him up and put him in his pocket. Then he Yeah, that 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 for me makes me wonder: is he is he playing for Crosby? If he's just throwing himself to ground all the time. Yeah, I, I just thought Luke, Luke, the, the, one of the things for for me that made me made me think Luke he gives a shit was there was. There was that tackle in the second half where it was high and another ref may have given a red card. 
uh, Bez, I can't, and, and Yak comes sprinting over and was the only one that was asking the question of the referee. And it seemed yeah. like he, he talked the referee into booking him at least. Because I think the ref wasn't going to do anything at that point. I think he was given a foul, and that was that. And that's that's the only reason why it's not the only, like that instant, isn't it? But that's one of the reasons he looked like he gave a shit. Yeah, um, to me, he looked like he gave a shit. He just looked like he wasn't good enough to me. Yeah. And that's on last night's performance. We obviously know from earlier in the season he is good enough. So that's not me saying he's a shit side and he shouldn't play for Vale again. As I think you made the point, Johnny, since he's come back from injury, he looks a little bit overweight and a little bit out of shape. He's got to get yeah. himself back in shape for me. And I think he, he, he reminds me a bit of Wilson because he did this in pre-season. We like, saw him at Newcastle Town and he looked like he never played football in his life. And then when the first game when the first game he played came around, he was a completely different player. So I don't know. To be honest, I thought he was still a little bit shaky against Fleetwood, wasn't he? Yeah, he was for me, yeah. He looked a bit, a bit wayward. Yeah, but... He, but then from that, he then he looked our most solid defender, I think, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully it's a bit, bit of the Wilson syndrome that just needs three or four games to get himself. Stop signing these fuckers who need fucking four games to get back up. You know? <laughs> or just or just stop getting injured. Well, yeah, that's an, plenty for another 12 weeks now. Which is yeah. a, a kick, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we what are we now? Three, three, three and a half weeks from the opening of the transfer window. Yeah, um, Pants, Pants should be only, the only player we've got left injured now, shouldn't he? Though Wilson's got to be there Wilson's or there. He's got to be close. Uh, yeah, Dan Jones, we need to know about. Well, they said didn't he's picked up another injury now with different parts of his body. Who has? Jones. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's running still though. I don't know. So, Once his ankle's gone now. Uh, well, fair enough. Might have done. Bloody hell. That, Something that's... different's gone. It's not his glute anymore. It's a new injury now. Yeah, that, that's not the impression I've got, but okay. I'm sure I read somewhere it was his ankle. Probably in Baggers' um, article. Well, that's where I thought it was, but yeah. I'm sure it said ankle. Fair enough. It, but... I don't get the impression, like I said, I don't get the impression it's a season ending. Yeah. But obviously, it's going to take a bit more time. Now. Fair enough. Well, yeah, so, so it's very good. Well, Jones and Plant then always saying that should be the only two left injured now, shouldn't they? Yes. Yeah, I do. I mean, you've got a question over Wilson whether he's going to get another contract. Oh yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about the fact that for the next three weeks, he could actually be vital. Mm. Like, well, but we'll. Well, depends whether it's games to get him up to speed or whether it's weeks to get him up to speed, doesn't it? Hmm. The Tom. way Crosby spoke when he was asked about him, I get the impression we aren't going to offer him anything. Yeah, but I, like I said, for the next three weeks, it doesn't really matter, does it? Like, the next three that, weeks, he's a veil player. Yeah. And, and, if, and if he comes and scores three goals. Yeah, if he comes and scores three goals in them three weeks or something. Yeah, but an off-it Wilson offers more to the team than a, a fully fit them two, so... Johnny, you offer more to the fucking team stood in the stand than them two. I, I think I'd offer more up front as well, mate. Uh, I think I'd, you would. I'd, I'd fancy my chances saying that I am internationally recognised goal scorer, so it's a difficult one. <laughs> With my no knees. My knee went walking out the ground last night. That's how bad my knees are. 
Fair enough. Did had enough of watching that shit. <laughs> it's had. It's had a fair play to the 140-yard Vale fans who went because it was freezing. No, not fair play. Go and get yourselves checked out. <laughs> give, give your head to wobble and go and get yourselves checked out. And that's not because I don't like the competition. As you all know, I go the competition. But go get your heads checked out because why are you wasting your cold Tuesday night on that shit? Because they're not putting any effort in for you. So why are you putting effort in for them? Go Blind and have a little face. weird with yourself. Have a little look in the mirror and have a little weird with yourself. Because that's fucking says stupidity, that, that is. That, that says the man that's turning up at the Crown at six o'clock on Saturday to get on a coach for Exeter. Well, that's fucking stupid as well. And I'm going to have a weird with myself. <laughs> because they don't deserve but, it at the moment. They don't. They pro- you're probably right. Yeah. But yeah, I am going Exeter. I really wish I wasn't. So I've, I've got a question for you then, Bez, right? You, you're, you're probably the, the most dejected of the three of us on the Crosby situation. Yeah. Um, do you think that the crowd hasn't turned because the football in between the boxes has been all right and it looks like there's, a, there looks like there's something that could happen in comparison to when the crowd turned against Aski? Because it's a similar situation. Askey had 4-3-3 and that was it. Didn't ever deviate from it. And the football was dire. And the crowd turned pretty quickly then. Whereas yeah. now, it, it doesn't feel like the crowd have turned on Crosby like they have done to previous managers. Similarly to how no one actually turned on Daryl. Mm. I think they have. I just think we haven't seen it vocally yet. I think the Mansfield game papered over a lot of cracks and he kept a few people on side with that. The fact that we're in the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup for the first time in history has kept people on side. But let's have a reality check. Every team we beat us below us. And it, as I've said on here, you can only beat what's in front of you. You can't cause a cup upset if you're not drawn against a bigger club. And we haven't been. I think that's papered over the cracks a bit. I think the start of the season and the run we were on has also covered people's eyes a little bit to what's actually happening. Because you look back at them now, and yeah, we played some good football at times. However, we were still shite in the final third for all the games, to be honest. And we nicked them one nil by either a dodgy mistake by a goalie giving us a penalty of Carlisle Wise or, you know, for that, we never score. We're not putting teams to the sword. I think at first people were a little bit, again, they got a bit taken in by the style of football we're playing, so we haven't seen that at Vale. It's like, bloody hell, we can pass the ball about and keep the ball now. But I think people are waking up and going, actually, you can keep the ball as much as you want in your own half. If you do fuck all with it in the opposition's half, what's the point? Because let's be honest, football games are won and lost in the final third. And we are absolutely fucking awful in the final third. And at the moment, we're sleepwalking towards going back to League Two. And I think we are sleepwalking. I think people are just realising now and I honestly think we go 1-0 down the text to that crowd is toxic. Absolutely so, toxic. So, so why, okay, so so why in the last home game then didn't it didn't it turn? Because I wasn't there. Yeah, no, but the Derby game, for example, it just was, we could see a goal, people went, fuck this for a game and walked off. Like, that's that's the bit I don't, I don't get. Is I don't get that. I think people are that. And I've seen it on Twitter. People are at that point now going, I just don't care anymore. And that's when you've got your fan base in that position, 
that's fucking horrible place to be. Because I'd well, rather my fan base be angry and care than going, I just don't care anymore. I've had enough of it. Yeah, but usually the don't care comes after the, the anger. So where yeah, it does. Where's we that? Which, which then, so, so the fans have got to take a bit for that then, surely? Yeah, maybe the fans have tried to be too nice and not get on the cases. Maybe, I don't know. But I honestly think it's it's bubbling. It really is bubbling. I can, And we win a text and it papers over the cracks and I don't know. It's just, again, he's a lovely bloke. I really like Andy Crosby. I don't wish anybody out of a job, especially leading up to Christmas and that. But sometimes you've got to put the football club first and I just can't see how him staying is the football club first. And I can't see how he wins fans back now. I really can't. I think there's that many that are that disillusioned with him. I can't see where we go forward from here. He wins, he wins fans back by winning games of football, doesn't he? If he wins the next four comfortably 2-0, two, two say, then fans will start going, all right, yeah, OK, well, the, the tide's turning. We'll see. I think it's going to take a bit more than that myself. I honestly do. No, fo- football fans are fickle. Like, you, they you are. Win, what, if we win the next four on the bounce, 2-0, everyone will turn around and go... OK, we've had a shit spell. Let's build on it from there. It's, it, it, it's how, it, how it happens. The, the problem is we haven't got two goals in us. So no. I can't see where four wins are coming from between now and the end of the season at the moment. Never mind in the next four. Yeah. We, we've got two, two massive games coming up now. Like, ignore the Stevenage game, because, Tom, I fully agree with what you said about the Stevenage game. It's a great chance for a money spinner in terms of the money that you get for winning. It's a shit ton more than the League Cup is. The money for getting into third round and then, hopefully, the the chance of, of winning that game and then take, taking that on to the fourth round. That side of it's brilliant, but the league's the bread and butter, isn't it? Like, yeah. If, if he lost to Exeter, beat Stevenage, and then Wigan, Wigan, lose to Wigan, say, you, you kind of, at that point of, I don't give a shit about being in the quarterfinal in the third round. Yeah, yeah. Arnie, just before you answer that, Tom, Arnie, I had a few people message me last night, um, but I rate at people tagging Carol in the tweets. Everyone can hear how disillusioned I am with it and how fed up I am with it. There's absolutely no need whatsoever to tag Carol in your tweets. Believe me, she'll know what's going on on Twitter and Facebook. She'll know what the general consensus is. There's no need to tag her in. I think, yeah. I think that, that kind of links into what we've just said, though. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing in the ground to make her, to make her know, though. You say that she knows, but there's no... There's no there's no screaming or shouting or anger from from our fans to say we want him gone. So, but she, she she follows enough people. She follows enough people on social media. She she she's got eyes. Yes. Everyone with eyes can see that it isn't good enough, and people are disillusioned. You don't necessarily like if. Would you say if people hadn't tagged the podcast in their thoughts that you wouldn't know? That people wanted Crosby out. Well, I, I use social media a lot. It's, it's well, so that, well, so do, well, uh, so does Carol. Well, I think so. Yeah. And didn't I'm not advocating tagging it, but I'm just saying no, like, you shouldn't be tagging it. It's wrong for yeah. me, completely wrong, especially if you're healing abuse, completely yeah. wrong. Well, we're at, we're at that stage now where fans have 
fans feel like they've they're trying everything, but I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it is. I think we we've we've got to get to that point of that breaking point before things change, and it feels like the ASCII thing feels like we're holding on just that one one bit too long of. We're being a bit nice and going. Do you know what? Regardless of what happens, we're going to give him the Middlesbrough game. He's earned it, and and he hasn't. For me, he hasn't. If we'd have beat bloody three championship teams on the way or a Premier team or something, I'd say he'd earned it. You could have managed us to the quarterfinal with the run we've had. And again, you can only beat what's in front of you. I'm not disputing that. I'm not saying that you know we haven't beat, won the games to get there. You could have managed us through that. I don't know. But, yeah, so go on, go on, Tom. Back back to the point. What 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 do you think for your for your eyes? What do you think saves the job? Do you... Saves I, I, I mean, he's gonna go on one hell of a run, hasn't he? I don't think three or four games saves it. Um because quite frankly, I don't know. I'm a mad keen on between the two of them, them coming up with signings in January. Do you know what I mean? We've kind of we we sat all summer and every single Vale fan said how important the striker situation is, and we've got it so horribly wrong. It it hurts. And I just think, like, can 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 we trust them to do it again? I don't know. I, I, I genuinely, I don't think, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a way he saves his job, if I'm honest. But you trusted him in the summer, get a goalkeeper in after last year's debacle, didn't you? I, I mean, I, I trust him now. Yeah. Because he's gone and got one. Do I trust the number two goalkeeper? Yeah, but you don't. You shouldn't need to trust the number two goalkeeper. Oh, so yeah, of course you do, because you never know what's going to happen. That's like saying we only need one of every position. We've, ba- yeah. we've berated them enough this season because we haven't got enough cover at wing back. I, know, I, goalkeepers I, get injured just as much as. Just, I mean, look at you know, is it Liverpool tonight got their sub goalkeeper in? Yeah, but. I get it, but the the chances of your goalkeeper missing a game compared to an outfield player, I reckon in a season, more 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 goalkeepers play every game than than more outfield players. Yeah, no, but it still doesn't, you know. Um, it still doesn't give you hundred percent confidence that the in the signings, if that makes sense. Mm, I, I disagree with the goalkeeper, and I think I've because, got... yeah, but it, but if Ripley is to get injured, yeah. if Ripley was to get injured start of the season, yeah, and he or, or you know September the second, where does where do we lie then? Well, you get you use the emergency loan system then, don't you? Yeah, but then who do you get? You know, Ooh. are you gonna are you gonna get on emergency loan? Are you gonna get a brilliant goalkeeper? I suppose that depends on the question of where you're shopping, doesn't it? Exactly. Would you then trust them to go and get a brilliant goalkeeper? Yeah, after them signing Ripley, yeah. I think I think I think the Ripley one was a no-brainer, and it stood out there of 
he was he was so obvious for a go and get me to every every single veil fan wanted Connor Ripley because we yeah. knew about him, we'd seen him, we knew everything about him, we knew he was out of contract and all that. Where did it come where there's you know, they're supposed to be standing out is finding these players when people go, you're Kean Harrods, you know, bloody hell. I'd never really heard of him, but he's good. Or signing players that you probably thought, well, they I'll be honest, I thought Conor Grant would have been out of our league. And yeah. we've gone and got him. So I'm a bit like uh, hesitant with him. But I don't know. I don't know whether four games would then make me turn around and say, "Yeah, I trust him to go and thingy." What happens then if after the four games and we've we've gone and bought everybody in on the first of January, and then come, you know, the thirtieth of January, we haven't won a game since? Or that's it. You, you got it. You've got to. You got to cover that though. Like that. That could happen with anyone, couldn't it? It could, it could, it could, but you know, but then you, you have, you're standing there then and saying, well, the, the warning signs were there when we went 12, 13 games without a win. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and we I, changed, and we changed nothing, may I add. That's yeah. that's the key bit for me here. This isn't, we're going through this run and, you know, oh, it's going to come soon, it's going to come soon, something will, you know, something will click, something will click. Nothing. We have changed Zero. This is what's making me panic. Which, yeah, I, I fully, fully understand that. I, 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 I just think that, like, there's, there doesn't feel to me like there's, there's an obvious point of this is when he goes, and that's, that's kind of my concern. Is are they? Are they contemplating giving him January and seeing how it goes? Which, at that point, we could be, we could be so far, so far away from it that it'd take a massive job to save. We we could we could have missed out. I know Bears closure is a sec, but the Cowleys have been linked to Cambridge, for example. Cambridge have announced the manager tonight. Oh, have they? Mark Harris. Mark Harris. Yep. The thingy. Ex Gillingham, ex Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. So they've gone and good, got good appointment. That I like that appointment. I'd run him at the Vale. Mm, he's not pulled up any trees that Neil Harris, you mean? Neil, I do, yeah. He's not pulled up any trees though in his management career, has he? Now it's Andy Crosby. Well, never this is his first job, so that's a bit harsh. You, you, you say you, you, you just told me you'd have somebody, somebody at the club who's. Got a thirty-nine percent win rate rating. Did all right at Millwall. Turned, kept Gillingham up last year. Turned him round completely and kept him up. Had a bit of a shit season this year, hence him yeah. being sacked. Spent a lot of money at Gillingham this season, though. So again, does does that fall into the trust barrier that Tom's just been talking about? Of could you trust him with with a with a budget? Well, of director of football for that. <laughs> but the manager still gets to the what they're saying. It's a, oh it's yeah, a, right. So, so I just yeah, I'm just a bit. Uh, I'm just a bit disillusioned by the fact that I don't see when the break happens. I don't see when part of it happens where we 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 call it a day. 
I don't, because common sense tells you it's the 6th of December now. The window opens 1st of Jan. You want a new manager in and add a bit of time with the squad to assess what he wants. Yeah. If you're giving Crosby till Middlesbrough, that's the 19th of December. It's an absolute minimum. Yeah. I, I honestly don't see him going. I don't see him going, <laughs> and I think it's the wrong decision. And again, I'm not wishing anyone out of job. He's a nice bloke. I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I want people out of his job. I just think he's taking the club in the completely wrong direction. I think he's gone Saturday if we lose. Do you think... So, So Tom, I've, I've said, you mentioned it on a couple of pods ago that this is now a 50% success rate, ratio with flick managers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think... Is is this next appointment Flickcroft's last one? If he gets uh, it. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I do. I think he's got to live or die by his next one, really, because at the end of the day, he's never done that job before. He's talked himself into a role that we didn't have. He's obviously putting himself a good story across. Um, I think there's, at the minute, I will, I'll, I'll go, the, the fan base is split on him. Yeah, you know, there's 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 a lot of people who were who were like me and you who were saying, well, you know, there's fifty percent, there's a fifty percent. Then there's a, there's a lot of people who who aren't having him, and I'm I understand where they're coming from because at the end of the day, it is a lot of money. Um, for, for I think sometimes for a role that's quite difficult to understand, if because we're never going to be privy to what it actually entails. Yeah. Um, we don't. He could. He could come on here and he could bullshit us off the planet with what he does week in, week out. Um, and because I mean, how many times has it happened where we we're so convinced that something is the way it is? You speak to somebody within football or within uh, within a club or something like that, and it's completely not what you think it is. You know, but I'm, and I'm not saying that's the case with Flickcroft or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But there is people who are under the you know, they have every right to be, um, particularly this time. You know, a lot of Vale fans said they didn't want to go down this route because we've been down this route for Christ knows how many years with the assistant manager taking over as the manager. And I think I've said it before. I think the only one with any real success was Foyley. And yeah. that was that was a can following I, on from Brian Orton's season. Can um, I just say John Rudd started as assistant manager? Okay, well that yeah, well yeah, I wasn't alive then. No, yeah, I, know, I know, I've, I know obviously you were sixteen, seventeen at the time, but yeah. Take me back to them days. <laughs> what sixteen, seventeen? Rogier's manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, so he's yeah, he's realistically, he, you know, if you if you're sitting there and you've never done a job and what will it be four years down the line by the end of the season of him yeah. in the job? If you've hired three managers, two haven't worked, and one worked in the lower division, understandably, that second season, there's a huge, huge kind of shadow around that season as to there could be a million and one reasons why things happened in that season. We yeah. won't go into that. Um, but yeah, I think I think if you start going to a you know two managers appointed and he's got it wrong, you know, are we? I think 
I think it also does it all does it also come down to how well we've maybe budgeted budgeted for it. You know, the first time he came in and he had to pick a manager, we went and we paid compensation for Daryl Clark from Walsall. Yeah. Are, are we in a situation to do that again if Crosby gets the sack? We don't know. Are we going to have to go for a manager who's out of work? Are we limited on the wages we can offer managers? Does that then bring us our list of managers down? Is that due to poor management of the footballing budget by David Flickcroft? We don't... Until, until this next... next Next, I'm going to say until the next appointment's made after if after Crosby, we won't. We it's a difficult one to judge. I mean, he will get judged on for me if if we haven't won a game by the time we get to Middlesbrough and we play Middlesbrough, lose, and he gets the chop. I'll go ballistic. Because then that is sentimental and completely unnecessary. And it could cost us our season then. So so you're of the opinion that two league games could cost us our season? Two more. What? Because then we're edging towards, you know, 14, 15 league games without a win. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But that so but what I'm saying is like it's it's so you're you would be No but then but then you're saying but then you're saying to a manager Right, you coming in on what the the twenty twenty second, twenty third of December, and that's yeah. if we get it done that quick. And you've got a game, you've got a game that day, right? You've then got Christmas Day, or Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. You've got a game, Boxing Day. You've then got two more days. You've got a game. You've then got two more days. You've got a game. How are mm. you supposed to look at anyone? How are you supposed to train? How are you supposed to put anything in? Into how are you supposed to look at your squad and say this is what I need here because. Because you've got sports scientists over your shoulder saying, oh, fucking hell, he can't play again. He's just the next Y and Z. Well, we've been told that this is what we're supposed to do. You've got to, you've got to think. Personally, for me, if, if you're going to do something in December, the start is ideal because you give everyone then a month for the new manager to look at it. I'm with you, Tom. It's not the fact it's two more league games. It's the fact of the time of year we are leaning into the window. And let's not forget, it's the fact that both of them are against teams that are down there with us. And the sentiment behind this bloody quarterfinal. Yeah. Just because he's got us there, it doesn't give him the divine right to just shit everything else up. And knowing that he's got till that date. At the end of the day, we need to start turning this round. And if that means people losing their jobs, and unfortunately, that's, that's, that's football, that's what happens. He will walk into another coaching role. We know that because we know how good of a coach he is. Well, yeah, he'll go Tramio, won't he? Possibly. Still... You know, he, he could possibly go higher as an assistant. I don't know. Everyone everyone speaks so highly of him as a coach, but a management role is completely different. And when all decisions live and die by what you decide, then you know, maybe that's what's hampering him a little bit. Maybe his decision-making isn't that great. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to slag the man off because ultimately I, I like the, like him as a bloke. Just the football inside isn't working out currently and we need to make a change. But we need, if we sit there until, if we just keep plodding through these next few weeks and then we we have we let him have the Middlesbrough game and we lose and we sack him, for me that's criminal. Absolutely criminal. 
I'm why can't you. we? Why can't we? Why can't we make the change? If we lose Saturday, make the change. Let's try and get a bit of a bounce. Let's try and change things up. People see things in different ways. The people will be screaming for different players to come in and play in different positions. You know, we might go two up top. We might go three up top. We might play with high wingers. That might completely change. And then all of a sudden, we've got a bounce that might spring us through this next few games. And then and then you've got a, a packed out Vale Park for the quarterfinal. People are buzzing because things have changed around a little bit. Let's go off that. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I get that. I think the only thing you've got to consider as well, I get, I get what you're saying with the signing side of it and stuff going into January, but part of Flickcroft's job will be kind of getting that ready and prepping, prepping for them, won't he? And Crosby touched on it the other day that the club the club has set up in a, in a way from, from youth team forwards. So maybe the whole point of it is that whoever comes in next would be a manager that that suits that philosophy that that three five two three whatever you want to call it, and it doesn't it almost doesn't matter who comes in because they'll be that they'll be leading towards that that side of it. No, I and I, 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 do you know what? Sometimes not even so much the formation; it's the way you line up that formation. You'll see teams who play. 4-3-3 and they'll get it to the wingers as soon as you can. You'll see other teams who play 4-3-3 and the wingers won't touch it until they're probably in the final third. There's there's different ways and different build-ups. Right now our build-up is to try and build it from our corner flags, which we're defending and move up as a solid unit which doesn't work for us because we can't move. Um. So it's, it's, it's almost fresh ideas and going forward to, to different players like we, we discussed the other week, the lack of strikers in the box. Yeah. Is that no. a Crosby thing? Is that no. a... Crosby says in his interview, it's not due to lack of strikers in the box. Yeah, what but... Is, what is that interview? He says, we put 74 crosses into the box in the last four games, and we've made the first contact in 14 of the 74. But he's looped, and with, there's enough people in the box. There is... Yeah, I've got eyes. There isn't enough. <laughs> no, there is. Crosby said there is. He's watched the video. <laughs> there isn't. Yeah, so, so that's me. That's my point. He thinks there's enough. Does does some another manager think there's enough? You know, another manager might want five, six players in the box. Look at who was it? Who, oh, it was Bolton, I think. When they when they scored the one that went in off Gavin Massey, wasn't it? Yeah. At the back stick. There was five Bolton players in that box. That on that attack. It's off the team. Yeah. To see what I'm saying, that's that's where I'm that's where I'm going with it. I'm not necessarily saying, you know, a new manager's gonna come in and we're going to start playing four four two with with out and out wingers and, and what like. But but managers have different ways of of approaching different things. My mine mine to Crosby's is completely different. I'm not a manager, but my way of playing three five two and how high people go and how how you set it up is completely different. Yeah, no, which is fair. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, this this is, for me, we've got to try and, can we use all these games to give us a bit of a bounce? Because right now, all we're doing is we're using all these games that are coming in uh, quick, quick succession to just spiral out of control almost. Our performances are getting worse. Yep. 
Because that last night for me was worse than Cheltenham. But I appreciate, you know, it was off the side that played against Cheltenham. Yeah, but that's that's no like you said, that's no excuse. There should be there's players in there that need that need pull the finger out and prove something. And yeah. didn't. So yeah, last night could be a very worrying look at the future if Ollie and Alfie get called back in January. I, don't, I wouldn't be worried by that because you'd have you'd have Ojo Garrity and um, Walters. Is... I'd expect us. I'd expect us to obviously dip into the market again there. Yeah, like I'm not. Oh yeah, I'm not too worried about them pair. Like I can't imagine Allblast is going to go back under Chris Wilder. Um, it's it's not it's not the type of football he plays, is it? Yeah. And he's not a, he's not a massive uh, youngsters man either, is he? I don't think. No, I, if he's I, been sent I, in there to save them in the Premier League, I don't think he's going to be handing his first Premier League start to a 20, to a nineteen year old if I'm honest. And and Divine, I'll, I, I, I don't see Divine going back. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if he did either. I wouldn't be heartbroken. Um, he showed flashes of brilliance, but but again, is that because we've got the bloody reins on the lad? Yeah, I reckon it. I reckon it is, but I think I think we're terrible at the minute for telling people they can't do certain things. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's. I don't, I don't know if it's can't do it or it's you you do it this way, sort of thing, rather than can't do it and this this is how we do it. And I think that's. As I said, I've said it here before. Overcoached, you've got to do it following this blueprint. There's no creative freedom. Hmm. It's quite possible. I think. So before we get on to Exeter, I'm just going to ask you one question. Tom, you, you've made it quite clear that from your perspective, there's, there, there's, no, there's no return. Yeah. Let's, let's say we go and comfortably with Exeter. <laughs> what, needs, what needs to happen for you to get that trust back? We need to be comfortable above three other teams. <laughs> well, so you so you then give him till the end of the season? No, no, so, no. So, uh, to get it back, we we've got to be finishing fifteenth for and above. For me, right? Um, but we, I think. I, I can't see it just changing. I don't know, and 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 obviously, we all, we all, we all went to the Burton game, didn't we? I think. Yeah. Yeah. We all saw. You know, we we won that night, but the majority of us said we won because they were that bloody poor on the night. Oh, Burton FA Cup said I thought you were on about Burton FA Cup. League where it no, Burton no, FA Cup. No, I didn't go. We won on the night because Burton was that bad for me. Yeah. yeah. Now. And we said it at the time, does it paper over the cracks? And it has. Because without that, then Christ, how many, you know, it's, it, it probably happened a couple of weeks ago, maybe. I don't know. It, it, for me, it doesn't change anything until we've got to have some sort of run, some sort of night, you know, lose one in 10, 15 games. Sorry, just Fair that enough. sneeze. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Fair yeah, enough. I mean, I, I I understand that's not kind of how a league 
mid-table team works normally. But we're going from that extreme to the other at the minute. We've gone, you know, we went 10 games unbeaten after the 7 0 be dropping. We've then gone 13 games, is it, without a win or something? Yeah, around that. To get it back now, he needs to go another 10, 30, 10 to 15 games without getting beat, doesn't it? Fair enough. Spares, same question to you. What brings it back for you? It breaks my heart, say, but I don't see how he wins me back. I honestly don't. At this moment in time, the way I feel, I can't see how he wins me back. I'm sick and tired of the football, and I've got nothing against possession-based football at all, as long as you try and do something with it when you're in possession. When you're in possession for possession's sake, and you're just passing across the midfield and the back and doing fuck all with it going forward. I'm bored shitless of watching it. I don't enjoy watching Vale anymore. I dread Saturdays at three o'clock at the moment. It's that bad. And I'm absolutely sick to me back teeth of it. So at this moment in time, unless the style completely changes and we actually look like a side that's dangerous and look like a side that's going to cause trouble, because I don't get any excitement at the moment. It's not exciting watching us pass the ball across the back of midfield. It's exciting when you get the ball near the opposition's goal and look like you're going to score. At the moment, we could play an under-eight side and wouldn't fucking score against them. So I don't see how we're going when I was winning me back. I honestly don't. And that's the God's honest truth. And it pains me to say, because again, I really like him as a bloke. This isn't it. He's an horrible bastard like Jim Gannon was. I like him as a bloke. I wanted him to do well. I still obviously want him to do well because he's still the Vale manager, but I just don't see how he wins me back. I'm bored shitless of it. Fair enough. So let's quickly move on, Tom. You've touched on it a few times. The, the Middlesbrough game. You've said that obviously ticket sales, but well, you'd like to see you'd like to see some there. And with with obviously season ticket sales, the reserves being released earlier this week, I've seen a lot of people on social media a bit concerned about the state of the paddock, for example, because it seems like there's a hell of a lot of seats in there. Yeah. Um, do you have an update? Yeah, uh, just dropped a quick message just because it's worth talking about because obviously a lot of people are con- are concerned with it. Um, the current figure stands at eleven thousand in the ground. Um, that's we obviously talk. with the three. That's with the three thousand one hundred medals for fans. Yeah. So we. Um, so what's that? Seven thousand eight hundred. Yeah. So we've Seven. probably got another three thousand to sell. Yeah. I think. Which, that isn't too bad for me. No, I did. Three thousand with three weeks left. Two weeks left. Three weeks. Yeah, per- weeks. personally, I think I think we're pretty much at our at our ceiling because of who we're playing. I can't I can't see I can't see us selling many more than eight thousand tickets re- realistically. Do you not? No. I, 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 you know, look at look at what did we take Wembley? Sixteen thousand. Yeah. So there you go. So that that to me. <laughs> That's a bigger game in a better stadium. So take having off as much at home to 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 Middlesbrough, I think I think feels about right. Yeah. I, I mean I just I just I'd like to see anyone who can and I and I understand obviously that that the, there's a lot who can't because of the time of time of year it is. If you can't afford it, that you know, I'm not, I'm not berating you for for that or whatever. Uh, if you can afford it, um, then please, please 
get yourselves along and support the lads because we're, we're going to need it. And uh, and just think how good it would be if we can get that place rocking as well. Um, our, I think our biggest attendance of the season so far is 10,900. Um, and I think, I can't remember who that was against. Must have been yeah. Reading. Bolton, maybe. Ah, Bolton. Yes, could have been Bolton. So that was 3,100 of them. So that was similar figures. So for me, I think we've got another at least 1,000 to come, maybe. Yeah, and Darren at work, who's a medals per season ticket holder, says they play good, attractive attacking football and they score plenty of goals and they also concede plenty of goals. So it should be a good game for a lot of goals in Port Vale Mill. <laughs> I was going to say, like, um... let me ask you then, do we sell an extra thousand tickets if a new manager's come in, we're on a bounce and we've gone, won a few games in a row and we're playing football where people are actually excited? I think you sell the whole ground out. I agree. I think you sell more. I, I think, think, I think, I think we will sell another up. thousand. I think we will sell another thousand. Um, but yeah, I would like to think if we, if we, if some, if, if something changes and we get a bit of a bounce, this is what happens in football. You know, Stoke, Stoke fans will tell you that the up, up their capacity of the ground to 32,000 and I don't think they've filled it since have they because the football's been shot nope. this is what happens, you need a bit of a bounce and yeah I, I was I was quite surprised that we were at 11,000 um, but I think we can I think we can get to 12, 12 and a half I think we can, but it's going to take something on the pitch to get fans in. Yeah, and I'm under no illusions with that. As it stands at the minute, I imagine some fans will want to be giving the tickets back. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, Derby last Tuesday, I know I wasn't there because I wasn't in the country, but the home crowd for the Derby was piss poor. Now, some of that's because it's a Tuesday night and some people can't make Tuesday night. And I get that. Some people have got work. Some people aren't local. They can't get to Tuesday nights. However, if we were still on the sort of run we were on at the start of the season, there's an extra one and a half, two thousand home fans on that game. The reason there were so little home fans is because the football were playing and now shit it is. And the results. I don't... Wasn't necessarily many less than there would have been for a normal Tuesday night. But this one's a normal Tuesday, it was Derby. Yeah, but it's... Oh, it, Derby's it, it, a big game, it's not like it's Fleetwood. I don't know. I don't... And I was going to say no disrespect to Fleetwood, but actually full disrespect to Fleetwood. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe it's because I'm I'm stupid enough to go extra, extra on a Tuesday night, but I I, I don't get this. Because it's Derby, we should be getting more own fans business. I don't. But I've never. Do. I think people people come out for the bigger teams, the bigger yeah, do. crowds. And yeah. I'm with you. I've been bright in midweek when they were shit. I, you know, we've all done it. I'm in fucking Scarborough where we took 46 fans midweek. I think you were with me. I think we got them for a kid and then had a beer. Um, so I'm with you. But big clubs do bring people in that wouldn't normally go. 
Yeah, I don't know. Not it's, for me and you, it doesn't. But those that don't go every game and pick and choose the game, they're the sort of games that they pick and choose. I think I think that's that, that's your, that's your your market you're looking at. Your people who would say, right, I'm going. I earned eight games this season. Mm. Does your last one that you're picking? You got Derby at home or Carlisle at home? You're probably going to go with Derby. Of course, you are. They're going to go the Derbys, the Boltons, them sorts of clubs. Honestly, how, yeah. how many were there last Tuesday? Do you know? Uh, I, I think it was eight, it was four. eight and a half thousand. I think eight thousand. So, so we've lost two thousand fans then, because there was ten thousand three hundred there twenty fourth of Jan. Mm. So, there's, there's, and that was a Tuesday night as well. And I dare say there was less away fans this Tuesday than the one you were on about. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was 800 away less. Yeah, I was going to say... It was but... 3,100 this time, wasn't there? And there was 3,900 yeah. last time. So awesome. you've actually lost about 2,800 Vale fans, then? Yeah. For a Tuesday night, that's fucking staggering, matters. Yeah. That's worse yeah. than I thought. Yeah, fair enough. That, that's why I just looked at it, because I didn't think yeah. it was bad. For... Yeah, I no. I thought we've probably lost 1,000 people. That's, not... that's if the attendance was that against Derby. It was 8,062. I've just looked at it. Okay, 8,062. Yeah. Jesus, that's 4,900 Vale fans. Yeah, yeah. Com- compare that that's to 10. That's what I mean. Well, there was 10,000, hang on, 10,307 at the last one. So if you, take, if you take 800 of that off, because Derby can't bring that extra 800, that's, yeah. that's still 9,500. So it's still 1,500, like 1,500 fans difference. Yeah. That we've just lost. Yeah. And I watched a bit of it, as I said, in Benidorm on the stream, and the home stands looked fucking empty. Yeah. And maybe you're on about why aren't we getting the vicious backlash from the crowd? Maybe that's why, because they're staying away. Yeah, maybe. But it's a tough one, isn't it? Let's move on to Exeter. Yeah, let, let's move on to Exeter. Um, so we we go we go away to Exeter with ten games played away from home and ten points. It's, it's not not we haven't, the away form isn't isn't that bad. Um, because obviously you draw your away games, you win your own games. We're we're, we're doing one technically. Um, but not the other. So, does does that give you any more? Does that does that make you a little happier knowing that away, away form isn't horrendous? No, no, no. Fair enough. There we go. That that's that done. Thanks for <laughs> No, I, it's because at the minute, to me, it doesn't it doesn't matter where we play. It's not. It's not that one is we're better somewhere than we are somewhere else. We look well, we just are. as clueless on both pitches. But we are better. We are better away from home since we've got nine points from eight games to home. So, what a point better off. Form? Yeah, what's recent away form? We lost at Shrewsbury. It was shit. Uh, well, we've got we've got one point from five games. Is our recent form? So, and who was that? that was Lincoln away? Wanted? Oh, yeah. No, Lincoln wanted. Yeah. 
Yeah, in league, in league, that's that's just general league form. I'm not looking. We've got three points in ten games, fifteen points in fifteen games. So the last fifteen, we're averaging a point a game, which you'd get relegated with. Yeah, and aren't us an exit to rock bottom of the league of the form tables? No, no, Burton are below us. Oh, are they crash! They must be bad. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they've got one point in five games, but they scored one, conceded ten. We've scored we've scored three, conceded seven. Exeter have got two points from five games. They've scored one, conceded thirteen. So this should be a good crap then. Yeah, if if you're a betting man, nil nil written all over it. Goal scored. I'm gonna go. You're going goal score. You're going eight 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 eight. Yeah, four six. Four six. All four Vale goals scored by Ben Garrity. Oh no, I was having all scored in six. Oh shit. Double hat trick Ben. Double hat trick Ben. Yeah. All penalties. All <laughs> <laughs> And we end up playing against eight men. No, they're all for the referees gave me one of them who's dead shit out on corners for pushing. Just can keep giving pens. Fair but enough. No, no one gets sent off. <laughs> Fair enough. So, go on then, Tom. I'm going to start with you. Give me your, give me your eleven. Oh shit. Uh, Ripley, Low Smith, Yak, Funzo, and Ollie. Alfie and Cheers and Ben up top. And the pro- this is probably the problem with the way we way we're playing. I can't see I can't see a way of changing it up a great deal. I think it needs to come from the way we are playing. Okay, Bez, do you make any changes to that? Yeah, Ripley and Gowell. Back three, I'm going low, Smith in the middle, Deborah on the left. Um, then, go on, what was that? No, go on. Uh, then, Alden, Funzo and Ollie. I'm going wing backs, I forgot them, haven't I? Yeah. Wing backs will be Sang on the right. Fuck me, he's playing on the left. Oh, Granty, he's played a few games again. I'm going again. Um, behind the front one, I'll go Garrity and Alfie, and I'm sticking Carol up top. <laughs> what? Oh, is he coming back from France. <laughs> you what? Is he coming back from France? Who? Andy Carroll. No, I'm sticking Carol Shannon up top. Do a better yeah. fucking job than them two. I suppose she's got the same goal record, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, seriousness, Garrity's going up top with Chizzy in behind with Alfie, which tells you the damning state of our strike force, considering at Portsmouth, I was raging that we'd left strikers on the bench. Yeah, but that was James Wilson. Exactly. And that is the difference. That's because we had got strikers who were actual strikers who could play as a forward, who could play football. 
And I'm fully aware one of the strikers might go and score four and shut me up, but I just can't see it. They'd have to have shots on target for that bit. True. But yeah, I'm going with that. I'm quite happy for him to leave the strikers on the bench and put Garrity up top. Fair enough. Can we... um... Go on, Johnny, you've got to do your 11 first. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I... I think it picks itself, doesn't it? And I think that's that's kind of the may, maybe the the struggle a little bit. Um, Chizzy hasn't done a lot recently, but who else could you put there? Um, so yeah, this is unless you put the other option, which I did think of, and I probably now I'm thinking about it would go with, um, and that is. Chizzy would come out for me. Reese Walters would go in and Ollie Arblaster would go in with Alfie Devine behind Ben. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Yeah, no, I'd, I think that'd be sound. But And I was going to say... And that Alfie would probably be one of our, our most complete midfields. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, if Alfie or Ollie one of them isn't ready, then Reese would be straight in for me. But, as you said earlier, Tom, I'm a bit worried that he hasn't signed the contract yet. Mm. Yeah. People are going to start sniffing around, aren't they? Of course, well, they're already sniffing around. Let's be honest. There's not going to. There's no. There's no starting to. They're. They're, they're going to be already there, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Question for you then. I know you've. I know what you've just said about Walters. Is is there anything in your mind that says Kofi comes in at centre half, and Lowe goes in next Rojo to free up? Ollie as not to have three young inexperienced midfielders in. And I know we've seen what Reese can do, and it feels like we're, we're keeping the shackles on him a, a little more than we have done others. But is that, an, is, is that an option? I know that you're not endowed by low in centre midfield, either of you, but that's why I thought I'd ask. Uh, I, I'd be looking more uh, Kofi from next week. More from Tuesday, maybe. I think with it being a hamstring injury, we've perhaps got to be careful on his return, not to go balls to the wall playing all all the time. Yeah. Um, and personally, like you've just touched on, I'd much rather see Jason Lowe at the back for me. Um, I'm with you. Even before his injury, there was there was a little bit of doubt creeping in with Kofi. Um. You know, he didn't have the best of times before. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, he was probably one of our better better players last night. Um, but, but yeah, I'd just... I'd have him on the bench, you know, and then you can make that yeah. change later on. Um, but, no, I'd keep me back three, as I said, as, as I said it for to start. Yeah, I'm with you. We've got more than enough in midfield. I've got nothing against Lowe going there if we were struggling for numbers in midfield. But we're not. We've got more than enough in midfield. Let's leave low where I think he's better. And let's play the actual midfielders in midfielder who are better there for me. Yeah, it was just it was just obviously with the conversation about throwing Walters in. There's not many midfield midfields in world football, not let alone just English football, that are gonna play three under nineteens in starting centre midfield, are they? No, it, to be honest, some of it you've got Ojo there. Experience, and I know that's one of the four, and then you've got the other 75% of young lads. 
it might actually do us good. They might be not scared to do something. Possibly. I just like that's like say, my only my only my only concern would be the the age versus experience thing. And I know that and it no, it's not the be all and end all, but I, I do think that your whole you do need something around you when the going gets tough. Um, and especially with if you, we're, we're starting Ben, we're talking about starting Ben up front there. We, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's there's a recipe for disaster throwing in too many kids. Let's yeah. be honest, these are fucking shit. Yeah, but they'll be saying the same about us, and they'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from, Johnny. I do. Sometimes you just need that older head, don't you, to put your foot on the ball. Um, but I think sometimes that's also really good to have coming off the bench if you have got a one-goal lead. Or We saw, for me, I know I batted low after a couple of the earlier games, but I think his most complete performance for me um, when playing in midfield was Blackpool away, I think. Yeah. I thought I thought we'd done that too early, setting him in and um like allowing him to come on to us. Um but I thought he was brilliant. So I'd probably rather see him go in there if we're holding on to something. Agree. Fair enough. Um what would you say if I told you that they had Zach Jules playing for him? Oh no, they have. Fucking hell. Signed him in the summer. I know. I mean it's no wonder they're down there then if they've got him playing for him. So get on a Zach Jules goal on Saturday. <laughs> their their back three that they've started with was Pierre Sweeney, Will Ameson, and Zach Jules. That's their their back three at the minute. Christ. I mean, saying that though, they probably never heard of half of our back three. No, um, and then what about if a soldier's playing a centre half up front? Are they? Well, at least they're playing someone up front. Well, we're, we're putting Ben Garrett. We're playing a centre mid up front, yes. Yeah, yeah. We hope. Well, yeah, we yeah, hope. Well, yeah. yeah. Who are they playing up front? Um, Sheik Diabate. Huh? How close yeah. did you two read Mark Bagley's newsletter today? I haven't read it. So, not right. Not not at all. Well, I've read it. And one thing what, that really stood out. Last 16 games in all competitions for Bale. Yeah. How many have we won? In all competitions, what? last 16. One. Tom? Two. Two, correct. I would how, say the Burton how many, and Mansfield. Burton and Mansfield. How many goals have we scored in the last 16 games in all competitions? Five. Johnny, any advance on five? Um, yeah, six. A little bit more. You two were very pessimistic, unlike me, who's very jolly and up for this. Nine. <laughs> okay. Nine, nine goals in 16 still, games. Still one goal every two games, just under, isn't it? It's not not great. It's shite. Oh, yeah. 
uh, and as I said, Crosby's interview last night, and Mike covers his interview in the newsletter, so and he tells you what he said, but I listened to it. So let me just get that stat for you that it, Crosby gave in his interview. <laughs> Carry on talking. I'll find Carry it. Talking. Yeah. Carry on. Let me tell you what about about the crosses into the box and that. I'm just trying to find <laughs> that bit. What he said. But so then, come on then. Well, while he's while he's finding that, we'll come back to that. So avtimings.com. Um, time and first goal scorer Thomas while, while he's talking. Oh Christ! Uh, well, one of Ben's six will come in the second minute. Second minute, one of Ben's six. Second minute, one of. I ben suppose six. you've got to go early if we're finishing six. Well, yeah, I could take, I could take ninety three as many. Could help <laughs> six four, you could. <laughs> Is, is this one? Is this one of his penalties? Yeah, this is one of his penalties. Yeah, one of his, so, so second minute he's going to go bumbling into the box for either get a penalty, get up and bury it. No, well, uh, we're going to have a corner, and Nathan Smith's going to be just about to edit, and Zach Jules is going to push him in the back and push him over, and then Ben's going to say to Ojo, "Get out of the way, this is mine because I'm going to score six today." Fair enough. So, second minute, Garrity, 6-4. Okay, that's that. That's interesting. Um, Bez, have you found your stat yet? I have, yeah. Go, so, stat and then give, me, then give me your prediction. This was Crosby's interview, so this is word for word what he said last night. You have to look at the detail, as we were at 10am this morning. Our crosses for the last four games... I think we've had 78 crosses and we've made the first contact on 14 of them. So whether that's quality of the cross going into the box, the right areas of the ball going into the box, I think we get good numbers in the box. That isn't the problem. Are we active enough in the box and is our technique good enough in the box when we create the opportunity? I think it's a a culmination of so many things. It's not just one standout thing and we have to find ways of improving on the grass of which our time is limited and in the classroom and the players then going and delivering. So in the last four games, we've put 78 crosses in and we've only been the first on the end of 14 out of 78. So for those that aren't good at maths, that's 64 that we haven't been first at. But we're getting the right numbers in the box. There we go. Right, avtiming.com. Get yourself signed up for the Mayberry Half Marathon in April. I'm going 88th minute. Carol Shanahan, 1 0 Vale. <laughs> you got a thing with scoring with Carol, aren't you? At the minute, you. She's going to be rumours going round. <laughs> I think, I genuinely think she's got more chance of scoring than Ooch and Loft. Okay, so what about the other nine players? Put it on a plate for her, and she'll just tap it in. And then it'll get disallowed. Okay, so nil-nil then. Just give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. I never want to hear you say that ever again. What film's that? I don't know. I couldn't care You're less. You're joking. Just tap it in. Give us your bloody goal scoring. <laughs> Johnny, what film? 
Stop, I don't know. Stop procrastinating. <laughs> Happy Gail Moore. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, now you said it makes sense. Yeah. Um, does game be a goal? Well, yes, you've said 1-0. 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Jules, 82nd mini taxi to win it 1-0. Oh, you're such a happy chappy tonight, aren't you? Disillusioned. That'll be, be a long way back. That we might be on the pitch again. How was your curry Tuesday? Let's let's end this on a high. Decent curry. I went the moguls. What did you have? One of the specials. Can't remember what it was called, but it was quite spicy. Very nice. Oh, the, so so so, so you're getting, we're going from you had a nice, quite spicy. And then Tom, you enjoy your. Oh, you, I knew you were going to do that, you shit house. Uh, I've had a uh, coconut madras. <laughs> By that, I mean chicken korma. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, it's a nice curry. Well, it's curry, it's not a curry. It's, it's a nice bit of food. I'm a big fan. <laughs> and a garlic cheese. Yeah, Fanny, yeah, Fanny, I'll take either. I'm not a hot, I'm not, like, if I'm having hot food, I prefer it to be, like, just chilli chicken or something like that. I'm not, not a fan of, like, hot sauce. It it blows me head off. Um, Here's here's one for you, Johnny. Oh, God. I was going through my Snapchat stories earlier. Would you? Oh, God. No, hold on, I'm getting stitched up again here. <laughs> Would you go down to the local shop in your jarma bottoms? Oh, no, Tom did, Tom did that when we went around his last time. He went, he went and got some fags in his jarmas. No, mate, I wouldn't. No, or me. But then... then but it's then... only the one stop. And I didn't, get, I didn't go today in them. I just, I just went out in the van. But, but no, no, it's... I mean, they're not drama. I went bolting in my drama bottoms last night under my trackies because it was that cold. Under your trackies, I guess. I'll go with that. Although I've been the shop with them on under my trackies before, but I wouldn't go to the shop without putting some over the top. No, not my normal ones, but these, my me, me green fluffy velour trousers. <laughs> With pink unicorns on. For <laughs> they, they don't have pink unicorns on. But no, they, 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 I had them from Sainsbury's. They were only a ten, and they're bloody lovely and warm. They're windproof. <laughs> not sure why well, pajama bottoms that, need to be windproof. But... That's, be, that's because you're having cormus and not madras. They wouldn't be having madras. <laughs> but uh, no, it just, they're more like, I look like I should be dancing around Stonehenge. Than an hugging trees than I do in my jammers, like. But, oh, but, yeah. So, but yeah, so, thanks, thanks for the pair of you for stitching me up. So, 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 so pajama wearing. And yeah, I'll, I'll let you finish that off with whatever you want to call me. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So, but yeah, if you're not going to Exeter on Saturday because you've got more sense, get yourselves down Burzum, have a pint in Johnny's, pint today up Ducks on. It was on form on Sunday when unfortunately the dominoes weren't and Machin won't be invited again. No, cleaned up, Denny. Fucking dead. But uh, also, if you are thinking about going Exeter, 
and you don't know how to get there, give Dicko a shout. I think he's got a couple of spaces left over for Exeter. Okay. Um, and what, what Tom actually did was give Andy's taxis a shout. because there are Give Andy's taxis a shout also. <laughs> I don't know how keen he'll be on about taxiing you down to it. Well, I imagine he'll love taxiing you down, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't like to see anybody's bank balance who's getting a taxi to uh, Exeter. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. But yeah. And and his taxi, he he much prefer take you on holiday. So um, yeah, book holiday instead. Yeah, yeah. I could do with holiday. So if anyone's booking one, get me get me a spot, will you? <laughs> yeah, I could. If it saves me doing Christmas shopping, I'm all for it. <laughs> there we go. So we're we're um, we're all good. We've reached the end. Everyone's positive about a victory for. Exeter in Bez's eyes. In Tom's hey, did you eyes. give your first goal scoring time? And got... I, 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 was, I was trying to avoid that. He didn't. Give it to us. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm going 0-0. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I literally think it's the battle of two teams that can't score, won't score, so 0-0. Would you take 0-0 now? No. No, What's... I agree this is a must-win for me. I can't. We can't go there and just settle for the points. Yeah, it does nothing. It does nothing for us. No. So, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not good enough. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, we'll be back Sunday. Um, I'm hoping it's a, a little more positive than it has been. But I'm could also bump, could also be a bumper podcast, couldn't it? Well, can't imagine it'll happen Sunday, but. Mm. Yeah, and don't forget Sunday. We said we'd record early, but if we can't, I won't be on. Okay. I've got an airport, got an airport run because you Martin didn't ring, ring Andy's taxis. She rang Bez's taxis. She rang Bez's taxis instead. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, we'll 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 sort something out Sunday. We'll we'll see where yeah. everyone and what they're doing. Um, and then yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be back with you. So in the meantime, enjoy yourselves. Have a good few days leading up to Exeter and have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.